Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Haim Roche, and here on this platform is Men Helping Men Redefine Greatness Through Service. And, and we're about to talk with a man. His name is Antonio Great. And I believe that this conversation that we're about to have is very powerful. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. Now, let me share something or tell you about this person. Antonio shares a powerful message that inspires foster youth to have the courage to face challenges and perseveres beyond the obstacles in their lives. Antonio gives practical strategies on how he achieves great success despite a very tough upbringing in the inner city of Chicago. Do me a favor, put your hands together. For those that are driving, you might be walking, might be doing something. If you're watching this live, I want you to do me a favor, put something in the comment and welcome Antonio Gray. So do me a favor, man, do me a favor, because I want us to be able to um, effectively hit this piece Mm -hmm. um, because you are... uh, an ex-foster, ex-foster child that has now transitioned into a place of service. Mm -hmm. Um, You have chosen to use your history and the experience that you have went through. You have chosen to use that to be able now to pour into the same group of type of individuals that are experiencing now what you've experienced. You're now seeing the impact of what that is doing. Um, And and so this is what I want. I really want to be able to really dive into this portion of this conversation, because for me, I think and believe when we're talking about greatness, I I believe this to the core of my heart. I believe that greatness, when we look at it, even through the context of the lens of scripture, we look at greatness as being service. Um, I believe Jesus, Jesus made the statement in reference to that. Basically, if you wanted to be the greatest of them all, you have to be able to serve them all. And so I, I, in this form to me, what you're doing now 
um, is, an, is, a, is a, a great sign of being great, yeah. Um, of, yeah. of walking in this context of greatness. And so for me, what I want to be able to see in Acts is now, now that you are seeing and you, you initially started to walk into, you know, sharing and ministering and helping this generation and the, the generation behind us, I'll yeah. say it that way, yeah. um, the generation behind us and pouring into them. We're seeing how they they relate to you. But but my question that I want to ask is what life changes now are you seeing? Because I know that you're not just speaking to them and walking away. Um, so, you know, and, and are you seeing hope? Are you seeing the expectation? Are you seeing that this is not my end? Are mm. you seeing those things in their lives? Um, and kind of what is the result of some of the things that you've been seeing through that? <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have fun with this. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely it's to to be honest, man. Ah, oh, man, how do I? There's so many ways I want to answer that question. <laughs> to be honest, it's 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 like a seed, right? Mm -hmm. And when you when you when you have a seed and you put that seed into the soil, it takes time for that seed to reveal what is ultimately going to be. But mm -hmm. the thing about it is, is that the seed, the seed go through stages and you begin to kind of see signs that, hey, man, you know, it is growing, that it's not growing or that this is happening or that is happening in regards to the seed, even before mm -hmm. it reaches its form of completeness. So to answer your question, man, there are times when individuals have the opportunity to come back to me mm -hmm. and share the impact that I've had, had that I've had on them in those moments. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because sometimes it could be a few weeks later, sometimes it could be a few years later. But whenever it happens, it's whenever it's when it's when it happens. Because what I understand is there's one that plants and there's one that waters. You know what I'm saying? And yes, God sir. gets the increase. Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. I, my ultimate goal is is to simply play the role in which I'm assigned to play at that particular point in time. Maybe I am assigned to plant the seed. Maybe I am assigned to just give water. You know, but whatever it is, I want to do that. And when you speak to a group of individuals, they're all at different stages in their lives. Yeah. And my ultimate goal is to somehow give them something or the, some type of nutrients that's going to help the seed of greatness that's within them. Because what I understand, bro, I understand that everybody has a seed of greatness in them. But yes, sometimes the, their life circumstances begin to suck the nutrients away mm. from that seed or out Dang. of that seed that may stunt the growth of that seed. But what I understand is that that seed has not died yet. And because I'm looking at it from that perspective, my ultimate goal is to speak life or to provide the proper nutrients for that mm. seed to be revived. Because if that seed can just get revived and can begin to sense and feel the nutrients that it needs to be awakened and to grow and flourish, Bro, I think that thing would take off. And that's my goal, bro. I want to ignite hope in that seed and cause them to take off from wherever they are, because I believe and I know that there's greatness in them. So in regards to the testimonies and things of that nature, they come, you know, and, and when they come, I'm forever grateful because I understand I have an assignment. And my ultimate goal is to, to do exactly what I know my assignment is in this season. I, I I know you y'all watching me and I'm um I'm laugh I'm smiling ear to ear uh, because I am truly excited about uh, this conversation and what you're sharing and what you're saying is so powerful 
Um, because I think sometimes what happens is what happens is, is we kind of sometimes forget. We forget sometimes that we are either the seed planter or the waterer. And sometimes we forget that it is the greatness that's within us and the assignment that we're walking in that is the thing that helps to ignite or inspire yes. something in the people that we're that we're serving. Um, and so it becomes then this ripple effect of where when we are doing and serving in the way that we're supposed to, it inspires somebody. Then they go and they serve and do. And it's this constant movement that happens. And so just listening to what you're sharing allows me to be able to understand, as well as those that are watching or listening, to understand that you just doing what we are called to do or assigned to do it does something bigger than what we can expect um and 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 sometimes also as what you're saying is this other piece of understanding is that is you might not see the effect of what your assignment is until a season and so sometimes we don't want to do something or sometimes we do it and then we stop because we're not seeing some type of result or some type of effect or some type of change that that we are looking for in that current moment of when we're doing it. Um, but walking in the assignment understands, have a clear understand that even as the scripture talks about, there's a season to plant and there's a season to reap. So we're going to reap something, but it's a season. It takes time for these things to be able to happen. And so. Um, the thing that I'm loving about your about the assignment that you're walking in is reality is sometimes, and you know this because you've been through this, is sometimes those that are in that system are some of the ones that are left without the inspiration. You know, they're 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 not they're they're the ones that don't get inspired sometimes until later on in life when they are no longer in the system and you know they they either they're they're at an age where they can kind of function and do things by themselves or whatever that factor may be. So for me, what makes what you're doing so powerful is because you are literally going to those that need the inspiration, that need this 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 voice, need these encouragement, need this show of love, um, as well as need somebody that they can be able to relate to and connect with, um, and being able to allow what you've done or what you've been through to pull them up from where they are and to show them that where you are now does not dictate where you're going to be. That's right, yeah. Um, and so, so this is encouraging to me, man. I'm trying not to, you, you, you messing with me. I'm telling you, you mess with me. So I'm trying not to go too much, but, but I want, but I want you to do me a favor while we're in this portion, because I feel this, the, just the, so we can shift here. Um, I want you to do me a favor and there might be somebody that is watching or listening and they might be in a situation where they might not be. I want to say, yeah, I'll say it this way. They might not be in the foster system, mm -hmm. but they might be in a foster mindset. Mm, mm, and so mm. I, what, I, what I want to see if you can be mm. able to do is encourage or speak to that person um, and to build their hope. Um, mm. and inspire them the same mm. way that you're doing with the foster children that you get a chance to be able to minister and talk to in the next generation. Yo, absolutely. Oh man, this is good. <laughs> Whew, so many ways I want to ask so many ways I want to do that too. So let me, let me do it like this. 
I, w- I want to be clear when I say that there is a seat of greatness in everyone. And the reason why I feel so confident about that is because I know, you may not know, but I know that everyone was created for a purpose. And because everyone was created for a purpose, there is something specifically within you. There is a gift that is within you. There is a talent that is within you that is not just for you, but it's for the world or it's for others, right? And because I know that there is a gift and there's a talent that's within you, I know that you have purpose and I know that you've been called and created to do something amazing. Now, listen, I don't want you to get it twisted. I'm not necessarily saying you're called to change the world, but you could be called to change the course of the direction of your family. You could be the one that was selected to change the course and break the cycles in your family. But the challenges that we deal with, the heartbreak that we deal with, the pain that we deal with, the, the, the fact that dad isn't in our home, the fact that mom isn't in our home, the fact that it feels like we continue to we continue to be neglected, we continue to be rejected. All of these feelings, all of these issues, all of these heartbreaks has a unique way of making us feel less than, has a unique way of making us feel like we're not worthy, has a unique way of making us feel like we can't do something, that we're not that we're not great, that we're not amazing, that we don't have purpose. But I'm standing here right now. Matter of fact, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting here right now to let you know that's a lie. I'm sitting here right now because I know what it feels like to be hopeless. I know what it feels like to be in a position where you feel like the world is against you, your family is against you, and you're the only one, and your back is against the wall, and the world is closing in on you, and you don't know what to do. I know what it feels like to be in those positions, but if you could just continue to push, if you could continue to press your way each and every day, and most importantly, if you can find one thing in your life right now in the despair that you're in that you could be grateful for. Oh yeah. If you can find one thing that you could be grateful for, I assure you this one thing that, and you hold it close to your heart will begin to give you hope for today. Mm-hmm. And this hope for today will begin to give you strength for tomorrow. And the strength for tomorrow will begin to help you to understand that you are valuable and that you are priceless. And ultimately you'll begin to get over the challenges and obstacles that you've been faced with. Is it going to happen overnight? It's not. It's a process. Mm. It's a process. It's one step after another each and every day. But if you can be intentional and if you can tell yourself that I am made for something amazing, in due time, you will begin to see the fruits of that because you are. Each and every day that you wake up and you're still breathing, that's another chance to do something amazing. Mm, 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 mm. It's easy. I know it's easy for the challenges to get the best of you. But I'm sitting here today to tell you, we all deal with the challenges each and every day. It never stops. It never never stops. But if you can hold on to the things that you know are true for you, I assure you those things will propel you to the next level of your life, which is greater and better than where you are right now. Mm. Yes, sir. No, I, and uh, 
Man, this is so good. I, I promise you, this is so good. It's yes, so sir. many places um, that I want to be able to lean into in this conversation. Um, but I want to ask you a question because you made a statement and you talked about the process. Um, there's, I, there is a process, again, like you stated, that we all go through. What is the process that you went through? Mm. I'll say this that allowed you to be vulnerable. Mm. See, for, for you to be able to do what you're doing now, you had to be into a place of where you are willing to get to a place of vulnerability, mm. um, you know, to be able to share your story the way that you do very openly. Um, you had, that's a process. Absolutely. So how did you, how did you get through this process? What was the process? How did that kind of look for, uh, for you, um, and to get to this place of vulnerability? Yo, that, that question is awesome because I'm gonna have to try to shorten it up. Right. I'm gonna have to try to make that. Uh, <laughs> you this good, man. You good. <laughs> but to, to, to go, to go through what I've been through. I always felt like I was in an environment where I was fighting for my life. Mm. And many of us are, are feel the same way. Like we're always fighting an uphill battle. And we, and for me, because I felt like that, I was always in survival mode. I was just mm. trying to survive. I was just trying to make it. And then I eventually entered into a place in my life many years later. I mean, I was growing, I was in my, my twenties, you know, mm -hmm. probably, probably late twenties. And I found myself asking this one question. I found myself asking God, like, what, what, what is it for me? Like, do you, you gotta have something else for me. And the reason why I started asking that question, because I began to periodically reflect over my life and say, man, I dealt with this. I dealt with that. I dealt with this. I dealt with that, but I made it through that. Right. And yeah. not just made it through it. I began to enter into a place of healness or wholeness, right? Because the truth of the matter is, I was dealing with trauma. I had issues. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. I had heartache. I had I had different type of pains and and various things that I was dealing with throughout a period of time. But I got to a place to where those were no longer issues in my life. And when I realized that, I honestly felt like I was in a place to help others. And you asked, a, you asked an important question. You said about being transparent because the truth of the matter is I never told anybody I was in foster care mm. because I was embarrassed about it. I was embarrassed about my mom's addiction to drugs. I was embarrassed about the fact that my dad really wasn't in my life like that. Yeah. I was embarrassed with the fact that I was staying with relatives and I had to depend on them to have a roof over my head and different things of that nature. I was embarrassed about the fact that my mom was using drugs and she gave birth to my sister who was deformed and immediately went into the foster care system. Like I had a whole bunch of embarrassment. So I never volunteered that information. But when the embarrassment left, when the deliverance came, then I knew I had to share what I'd been through. Mm. Boy, 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 I gotta calm down, man. I gotta <laughs> calm down. I gotta... <sighs> and it was at that point, and it was many years later, because we talk about the process, is when right. I got to the place where I said, I must begin to share my story. I'm gonna ask this because there might be someone that is watching. There might be someone that is listening that they might not have went through the same experiences, but they have went through experiences like yourself, like you said, in reference to where there were moments of embarrassment. 
there were moments of where you, you, you know, it was almost a, a, a being of a shame of what you went through and what you had to experience and what you've seen um, throughout your lifetime. And so, but you got to this point yeah. of where you were vulnerable, where you were to say, you know what, I'm willing to now step out and share um, share, even if it's just a little bit of this storyline, even if it's just the starting point, but I'm willing to op open up and share this piece of my life. The first time you did it, the first time you did it, if you can go back and think in your mind, the first time you did it, what did that feel like? And the reason why I'm, I'm asking this question is because sometimes we can get so overwhelmed by the shame, overwhelmed by the embarrassment, that when it's time to, we, we don't know how it feels to be free. We don't know how it feels to be open. We don't know what that experience feels like. And sometimes it can be scary to be vulnerable. Um, and surely when you were talking about, let, let's be plain, when we're talking about a man that's trying to express how they feel about a shame, about something that is that 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 they don't want to be vulnerable about majority of the time, it's terrifying. So the first time you experience this or the first time that you open up to be able to share this story, how did that feel? Absolutely. Okay. For me, it was it was even more liberating. That's the word I want to use for me. It was even more liberating. But I want to I want to say something in regards to that. When I began to share my story, I was at a place of I want to say peace. Mm. I was a place I was at a place of what I would like to say wholeness. And with that being said, I wasn't holding on to the things that happened to me in the past. I wasn't holding on to the offenses that had taken place in my life or the offenses that other people have done to me, right? I wasn't holding on to any of those things. I have released those things and let those things go. So it was easy. Yeah. So, so when I began to share those experiences, it became even more liberating for me because of my spirit, I felt like I began to liberate others. <laughs> right. The, the very the very thing that kept me enslaved, the very thing that had me in bondage because I was now free from it and I was able to share it and be transparent about it. I began to feel liberated even the more because I felt like I was breaking others. I felt like I was breaking the for others. I felt like I was opening the cage for others to begin to become liberated. That's how I felt and I want people to hear this because there, there's a lot of different pieces that you just said. I mean, a, a lot of pieces that you said that that is just so many great nuggets. Um, but one of the what, what I want us to be able to hear is a part of this process of his liberation or the part of the process of being able to get to a position of where he can be vulnerable and transparent with what he was going on, what he was, what he had went through is he was able first to actually heal from what happened. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think what we do is the fear of vulnerability we, we allow ourselves to get so caught up in the fear of being open and being transparent. But the real thing, the real root that is the problem is not the fear of being vulnerable, but it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the process of not healing. Mm -hmm. 
That's the problem. And so what I wanted to be able to say in this moment is what I want you to do is take the time to heal. Um, one of the things that my uh, that my uncle said to me, man, I think is so powerful is sometimes we got to forgive life. Mm. Because, see, sometimes this is the there are experiences that you've experienced that you had no control over. It was a part of life. It was something that life in and of itself happened. You, but you had no, you had no control. You couldn't control, you know, what happened with your mom. You couldn't control how you everything trend. You couldn't control any of those things. Those are things that happen because of life. That's right. So, in the process of you getting to a point to be transparent. And I'm saying all this for a reason. I promise you I am. But for mm-hmm. being to get to a process to be transparent, you first had to get to the place of healing by getting to a place of forgiveness. Absolutely. And so for you that are watching, for that person that is listening, I want you to I really want you to do this. I want you to forgive life and whoever else was in that life. What, what, who, whoever the people were, whatever the situation was, whatever the pain moments was, I want you to forgive and heal from that for the purpose yeah. of if you're if you're understanding what this moment is, he was able to heal so his ministry could be effective. Mm, his assignment was effective because he healed. So it was a, it was an effective person because he was a healed person. And now we're seeing the impact that you're making upon generations after generations because you took the time not only to be transparent, but you took the time to make sure that you healed first. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful. I could go and again with that in so many different ways. Um, and 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 I feel like me and you could have a ball with this. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. what we see even throughout Scripture. What we see throughout scripture is before Jesus would release the person to go back home or before we would Mm -hmm. see Jesus release the person to go back into their town. He first made sure that they would healed before he sent them. He didn't send them in the same position and same place that they were in before he sent them back to be there. The assignment. He had to make sure that they were healed first before he sent them back. And so I believe that even in your life, he had to make sure that you were healed first before he could send you back into the system for the assignment that he had for your life. And so I'm grateful that you went through the process of making sure not only that you were healed, but then you took that healing and made sure that now yes. you're able to be transparent. And oh man, listen, you you got me fired up over here. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I got, I got, I gotta share this real quick. Yes, sir. Please you do. Talked about Jesus. You talked about him healing, right? Yes, sir. One thing, one common disease that's often mentioned in the Bible is leprosy. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so when someone has leprosy, they are considered an outcast. Like you, they don't want to. We do this six feet of separation. They don't want you right. 10 feet. They don't want you in the same city. You know what I'm saying? They want you on the out, outskirts right? everyone yes, else sir. when you have leprosy. So so let's look at leprosy as it's not just a virus, but let's just look at leprosy as a place that you are in your life because you're still hurting and you're still operating unforgiveness. Right. So because you still have that virus. I'm going to say the virus of unforgiveness, the virus of uh, of, of hurt and pain and, and trauma still operating within your life. You 
unfortunately, are still surrounding yourself by people. But the thing about it is you're trying to help people, but you're ultimately contaminating those you're trying to help because you have a virus of unforgiveness operating within your life. And you still have the virus of pain and hurt and guilt and all of those other emotions still operating in your life. And you're trying to help, but unfortunately, you're still hurting. And what happens is hurt people hurt people. That's right. the contamination process. Hurt people hurt people. And yeah. that's the mistake that many of us are making and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize it. Many of us have the best intentions in the world to serve, to help, to make a difference. But to be able to serve and help to make a difference in others, you need to be able to serve and help and make a difference in you first. Mm -hmm. And when I'm speaking to the youth, I believe you must begin to win from the inside out. I'm going to say it again. You must yeah. begin to win from the inside out. And when I'm speaking to our youth, I'm speaking to those inner things. Because you got to remember, man, we are talking about youth. We are talking about young people who have experienced traumatic, traumatic things that has hurt their heart and emotions. And now they have to try to deal with it. But they don't know how most of the time. They don't know how to cope with that. They don't even know how to verbalize what's going on with them. So being someone who has who has experienced many of those things, I come in and I start speaking that language. I come in and I start talking about those things that's going on the inside. And I come in and I start opening it up and I come in and start revealing it. And you know what happens internally for them? There's a form of release that take place. And many of us just need to be able to release and many of us adults have been dealing with things in our childhood, and now we're adults, and we have yet to release it. And now we have kids, now we have spouses, and we are putting some of those same issues that we didn't release in our lives onto them. And because we're doing that, that cycle is continuing. And I just want to challenge us to heal so that we can begin to break that cycle. So we can begin to break that cycle, bro. I just wanted to add that, man, because you were talking real good right there. <laughs> no, this is good. And this is this is why I knew that it was going to be important to have you on. Um, because your story in and of itself is an inspiration. Um, but I also knew that there was going to be a word that is going to be shared through this conversation mm -hmm. that is going to inspire someone not only to be able to walk in their assignment, but to be able to walk out of their past. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that through this conversation, we've helped someone to be able to walk out of their past, to be able to now go into their future. I think the thing is that we have to constantly remember is that your greatness of being able to serve, you, you, you already hit this and said this, but your greatness of being able to serve, you cannot effectively serve others until you effectively serve yourself. Um, and so when we, as we continue to progress and to move forward and to do what we're doing, understand that in this season, I would just say this season, this is a season where you need to be healed. Before we move any further, before we try to go do great exploits and do all these great things, it's imperative for you to be healed before you be revealed to others, before you try to make yourself known and make yourself big or do these great things. I need you to make sure that you are healed. 
not only for those outside of your house, but most importantly, for those that are in your house. Um, you know, I was sharing this and then we, well, I'm going to let you share something else and then we'll we'll get, come to wrap this up because we're going to be on here all night. I promise yeah. you that. Um, but but for I was sharing this with my son, me and my uh, oldest son were talking the other day and um, and I was just sharing some things with him. He we had a little situation. And, um, and so I was sitting down just talking with him and I shared. I said, son, I said, what I do outside this house mm. will not have any weight mm. to what I do in this house. Mm. Mm. If I don't, if I'm doing things outside the house and it's, you know, it's helping people and doing all these things outside the house, but in the house, I'm not making an impact, then what I do externally has no weight at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in this same forum, we have to remember that what we do in this house, right. inside of us, if we're not if we if we're not dealing with what the things are inside of us, then what we do outside, what we do for others, and what we're doing around us is not going to have the type of impact that it's actually supposed to. We, we, we can look at this even when it comes to scripture and scripture makes it, makes this context and reference to if we don't do things in love, that sometimes it can be, we, we can prophesy and we can sing and we can do all these things, but it says, but it's almost like noise. It has no impact. It's things that you do, but it has no impact only because it's not done with the tool of love. And so we can't love effectively others if we're not loving effectively ourselves. So it's what we do internally, this healing process that is needed so that when we are doing what we're doing externally, those that are around us, those that are in our family, those that are in our home, those that we're working with, whatever that might be, what we can do is now impactful Mm -hmm. and we're laying the right type of seeds Mm -hmm. that will now grow something Mm -hmm. that will be impactful for generations to come. Um, So, uh, so I'm going to let you say something then we're (laughs) going to, we're going to. That's good. Oh man, that's, that's so good. When you, when you were talking, I just felt like I wanted to speak to the man. Mm. I feel like I just wanted to speak to the man. And, and what I was thinking was I want to I want to speak to men, period, but I really want to speak to those men who who are not physically in the home with their children. Mm. And especially those men who aren't physically in the home with their sons. Yeah. I, I want to speak to you and I want to I want to challenge you right here and right now to not throw in the towel. Mm. Right. To, yeah. to, to find a way to persevere through whatever obstacles that may be in your way, that may be preventing you from being in your child's life. Because there are other ways that may be the way you really want to be in their life. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what the circumstances are. But I'm speaking to you as a man who who are in front of many youth of various ages who are in youth detention centers, who are in trouble in schools, who are in the foster care system, and they do not have their father in their lives. And their lives right now look like they're going down the drain. Mm. I want to challenge you because of the simple fact that that still is your son. That still is your daughter. That still is your seed. And as long as you're breathing, you need to make it your duty, your responsibility to begin to somehow nourish that relationship. 
nourish that relationship, man. Because I see, I, I, I see it regularly. Our children, our youth are crying for nourishment. They're crying for a nourished relationship. They're crying for a healthy relationship from their parents, man. Yeah. They're looking for love and they're looking for it or receiving it in all the wrong places, man. Yeah. And it's hurting them. So I simply want to challenge the men that are listening right now. If you're listening, it is meant for you to be listening to me right now because you've been pondering it. You've been thinking about it. You've probably been going the opposite way in regards to the way that you should be going. But if there's a way that I say you should be going, you should be going in the direction of your children because they need to know that you care. If that means writing a letter, you write that letter. If that means making a phone call, you make that phone call. If that means picking them up on the weekends, you, even if it's just for two hours, you do that. If it means just taking them to McDonald's, you do that because they need to know. Because this is what I see, and I'm going to stop it right here. What I have seen is what are you, especially our males, that they are dealing with an identity crisis that they are dealing with identity crisis because they don't know who their father is. They don't understand the connection that they have with their father. So they're dealing with identity crisis. If you want to break the cycle of identity crisis with our youth, get more involved, man. Be there for them. Show up at the games. Show up at school meetings. Just be there for them, man. Because I'm telling you, the healing that they need is through you. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yes, I want to say that to you. This Be encouraged, is, man. Man, this is good. This is good. So I we we I want to challenge those men that are listening, that are watching, and I want to challenge you, even if you are in the house, because here's the other piece, mm. you know this as well, that there are fathers and men that are in the house. That's good, but they're not in the house. That's good. You, you, you come home, you go to work, you do what you do, and you come home. But when you get there, you're not there for them. You're not, you're not still pouring into them. You're not still giving them that time. And I'm going to challenge all of us as men, as fathers, take some time. Make, even if you're busy schedule and all that, I get it. I understand it. Absolutely. Set time aside to just pour in and spend time with your child. Do something that they enjoy with you present because you just being present does more than what you can imagine. That's good. You just being the voice of reason and just telling them how proud you are or acknowledging where they are in their life does more than what you can imagine because you're present. Absolutely. <laughs> it just, it's, and it's not even that it's just that you're present that does something to a child when their child when that child recognizes that my parent my father my mom is there for me um it just does something to them and it allows them to be able to know and to recognize and to see some things within their own self and so i'm i'm grateful uh for this conversation man i'm so yeah, glad um that you took some time out man to have this combo and um i know that there is someone that has been impacted by this. We have been able to, uh, as you said earlier, plant some seeds, prayerfully water some seeds, and we'll be able to see some changes that will happen in the midst of it. So for anyone that is watching and want to be able to get more information um, on, on, my, on my guest, I want you to do me a favor. 
all his information will be in the description below. You'll be able to get his information, connect with him. Um, but also, if you are a person that is watching this or listening to this, and not only did this conversation encourage you or inspire you, but you say, you know what, I want to get him and have him to come speak to us. Um, his information also will be in the uh, description below, and you can be able to connect with him and have him to become, be able to come and inspire, plant some seeds, and to bring hope into this generation that is following behind us, as well as ourselves. I believe that this conversation not only is helping generations that is coming behind us, but also those that are in front of us and those that are walking with us. Um, I believe that what he has within him is inspiring and changing generations. Mm. Uh, and so again, I'm thankful, man, that you came on. Thank you, sir, for uh, taking this time out. And thank you all for listening. And as always, continue to be great. I love you all and talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you all for watching this video. My heart is, and that I don't do this for myself. I make sure that I am doing this for you to bring you the tools that you need so you can walk in your greatness. So continue with me every Monday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, as well as you can make sure that you listen to me on all podcast platforms. And let's continue to grow this greatness tribe.